over the last few weeks, we've been talking about seeing Jesus. And we know that we don't see him with our physical eyes. We see him with the eyes of our hearts as he is revealed to us through his word and his spirit. We have a spiritual awareness of who he is and his presence with us. But sometimes this is hidden from us and we don't see him. We don't experience him as being with us and we become discouraged and disappointed in our faith. We expected God to be there and he wasn't. We expected him to do something and he didn't. We prayed that something would happen and it didn't. We tried to follow him, but it all seemed too hard. And I think that this is how the men in our story today must have felt as they went home from Jerusalem to Emmaus. They had been expecting something great to happen. He was supposed to be the Messiah, the Redeemer of Israel, the Saviour of the world, the Christ. They had given up everything to follow him, and now it was over. He was dead. They were depressed, discouraged and downhearted. And they were struggling to understand the things that had happened. And there are times when we feel just the same. It seems as though God is miles away. And we can't see or understand what is happening in our world. And it's hard to see Jesus. So this morning I want to look at these men to see why they couldn't see Jesus even though he was walking with them. The first thing I want us to notice is that they knew the story. They knew the facts. They knew that Jesus had died and they were sad. And that's to be expected. There was much to be sad about. The chief priests had delivered Jesus to death and crucified him. They thought he was the one to redeem Israel. And now they were understandably discouraged and disappointed. But the problem was that they were so preoccupied with the disaster of it all, it blinded them to the wonderful truth of the resurrection. They had already been told by the women that Jesus was alive. The other disciples saw that the tomb was empty. They had heard the good news. They knew that Jesus was risen, but their minds are so stuck on the bad news that they couldn't see the good news. But the wonderful thing is, that while they were so overwhelmed and preoccupied with their troubles, Jesus drew near and walked with them. He was there by their side. They didn't recognize him. They didn't see him, but he was there. And when you and I are going through a hard time, when everything in our lives seems to be going wrong, Jesus is there walking with us. But often, like these men, we don't recognize him because we are so preoccupied with the problem. 
We churn it over and over in our heads. We are blind to the fact that he is with us. And I want to remind you this morning that whether you see him or not, Jesus is walking with you. He will never leave you or forsake you. He is there. But when we are taken up with the problems, we don't lift up our hearts. We don't lift up our heads. We don't lift up our eyes to see him. Jesus was there. And the first thing he said to them is, what kind of conversation is that you have with one another? Verse 17. What kind of conversation? Not what are you talking about, but what kind of conversation are you having? And that's a really important question when you're in a hard place. What kind of conversation are you having? Not just with others, but with yourself. How are you talking to yourself about this situation? Are you focused on the bad news, the hard, negative things that are happening in your world? Do you keep telling yourself over and over again how bad it all is? Or do you focus on the good news and talk to yourself and talk to others about that? Reminding yourself that there is hope. There is a silver lining. There is a God who cares. There is a resurrection. And Jesus is there walking with you every step of the way. I think that this is one of the ways of seeing Jesus in the midst of difficult circumstances. We remember him. We remember his word. We direct our minds to his power, his goodness, his grace. We lift up our eyes to see Jesus and fix our eyes on him by faith. But sometimes it seems that our eyes are restrained so that we do not see him. That's what happened to these men in verse 16. It says their eyes were restrained. And yes, this can be because of the, they're overwhelmed by the bad news, blinded by grief, distracted from our usual pattern of prayer and Bible reading. But sometimes it's as if God has hidden his face from us. Our eyes are restrained and we don't see him there with us. The Old Testament speaks of God hiding his face. And I think that God sometimes does that. But when he does, he does it for a reason. When God is talking about his relationship with Hezekiah in 2 Chronicles 32 verse 31, it says, God withdrew from him 
in order to test him, that he might know all that was in his heart. And this is not an easy test to keep pressing on when God seems far away, to let God deal with our hearts, to test our hearts. But God is looking for a heart that will press on to seek him through all the pain and difficulty. A heart that longs for him above everything else. If you love someone, the thing that makes that relationship meaningful is if there is a heart response from the one you love. And that is what God is looking for, a heart response from you. If he just presented himself to us in an obvious way, faith would have no meaning. Love would have no value. We would have to believe. We would have to love God. But he wants us to be actively involved in our relationship with him. So sometimes he hides his face to encourage us to seek him, to call us to seek him, to find him, to see him to express a desire to be with him. It's a heart response God is looking for. But these men were slow in heart to believe what Jesus said, verse 25. And sometimes we are slow in heart to believe. But something was happening to these men as Jesus spoke with them along the way. They didn't realize it at the time, but later they testified that as he expounded the scriptures to them, their hearts burned within them. There is such power in the word of God expounded to us through the book, as we read it, through others who teach and preach it. We may not recognize it at the time. It may seem dull and boring. But as we dig into it, as we listen to it, the Holy Spirit works in our hearts, revealing Jesus to us, giving us a burning desire to seek him, to hunger to know him more and more. The hearts of these men who had been listening to the word spoken by Jesus were compelled to invite him into their house, saying, come, abide with us. And he came in and sat with them, took bread and broke it and gave it to them, and when he did that, their eyes were opened and they knew him. Verse 31. I wonder this morning if your heart has been overwhelmed with the bad news. Perhaps there are things in your life that are difficult and painful. Things you are struggling with and you've lost sight of Jesus 
because you've let your heart dwell on these things far too long. Perhaps this morning you need to take a moment to remember that he is walking with you. He has a word of scripture for you. He wants to share a love relationship with you. He's looking for your heart to respond to him in faith and love. Will you ask him to come and abide afresh in your heart today? Let us pray. Lord Jesus, we come to you this morning with our hearts open to you. Lord, you see the pain, you see the difficulties, you hear our conversation that we have with ourselves. And I pray, Lord, that you would help us to dwell in your word, to remember your promises, to lift up our eyes, to lift up our heads, to lift up our hearts, to receive from you to see you and to know that you are walking with us every step of the way. And so we invite you this morning to come to our hearts afresh. Come and abide, Lord Jesus, that we may know that you are with us every day. For your glory we pray in your name. Amen.